Welcome to Black, White, and Mixed, a podcast about race and culture in America. We are recording from Greensboro, North Carolina, and I am your host, Doug Ogden, and I am here with my friends, Brandon Johnson. That's me. And Kenny Roberts. Hold it together, Ogden. That's my job? <laughs> yeah, you're over there. I'm giggling. He's just saying Greensboro, and you're like halfway hyperventilating He's on the microphone. He's whispering Greensboro into the microphone, and they right? laugh. And you go, <laughs> hey, Doug, I can barely talk. what's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's it's a Will Ferrell sketch on SNL. Oh man, <laughs> that's really funny. Is the sun a planet? I don't think the sun's a planet. That's the, he immediately says that. Uh, that's the <laughs> that's the joke. I don't. I, it's it's ridiculous. It's very funny though. We need a black, white, and mixed fact check on this. If the sun is a planet, it is not. It's not. It's, it's a star. star. I'm just saying, if it is. Or you want me to just interrupt then myself we'll like need last time? A fact a check. Couple, a couple uh, episodes. If it's really not, and I don't think it is, it's not. Then, but I'm saying. I don't know what y'all learned in homeschool, but it's not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Never misses the opportunity for a homeschool joke. <laughs> what was y'all school uniform? <laughs> Pajamas. Pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey! You tuck that t-shirt back inside those jeans, young man. Jeans, <laughs> you know, I got shade thrown by a girl. I'm not gonna say her name. That's what's up. Who graduated homeschool all the way through and said that I was not a legit homeschooler because I went to public high school. You're a sellout. I was homeschooled through eighth grade, and if it were up to me, I would have stayed being homeschooled because I really enjoyed waking up at ten and uh-huh. being done with school by you know eleven thirty. Correct. Can you do that? Le- oh, Florida. Sorry, Florida baby. <laughs> it's the Wild West. <laughs> I love is it. everyone in Florida homeschooled? Is every is every is girl every girl someone's, someone's daughter? Someone's Uh-oh. <laughs> All these veiled 30 Rock references. That's right. Are you still watching through? I am. I'm almost done. I'm in season seven. Nice. Yeah. What do you think? About season seven or uh just about the series. I I love it. I mean I I think it's super smart. Yeah. Um it changes a lot. I, I love like the show. It. Changes a lot. It oh, yeah. does, but I like that they they still keep some of the same like format and and quips, just in the sense of like they'll, you know, um, like make some, like they they do a lot of poking at the format of television. You right. Know what I'm saying that's true. Extremely funny to me. Yeah. You know, and the you know they're in their dialogues and conversations in the way that Jack Donaghy jabs at at Liz Lemon. They want me to like be like on top of the microphone, talking in the mic. I thought I was. I thought I was. I did not move. I was like right here. You keep. You keep coming. You move your head a lot, and then we can't hear you. you. Come okay, away from so it. I think you know can, someone can I, should invent a microphone that senses my movement ooh. and then moves along with me. All right, somebody when you move take the that, mic. Moves. Run with it, just, just like, like that. that. Boom! You guys are on it. Well, can I ask you a question? You can. Is your knee okay? It is. I don't know. I don't know why I'm like. I feel like I'm nervous ticking. You're fidgety. I'm. I'm very fidgety. Like I was. I was like. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you're, you're fidgety. Move, move on. I was fidgety. <laughs> <laughs> I was like playing with the springs on the microphone. Yeah. You know. I'm like sitting here like. You know. Do you know just why? Just fidgeting. Just I don't know why. No, I don't. I have no idea why. 
So I don't know. Maybe I need to process that or or think through that or something like that. I have no, no it's. I mean, you can be fidgety. So, yeah, but I mean, I'm, am I normally? Like, would you say I'm normally fidgety? No, I don't think so. I was genuinely concerned about your knee because you've been <laughs> caressing it for. <laughs> can we not use the word caressing? Mas- massage better? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Rigging, <laughs> fiddling. Yeah, you've been fiddling with your knee. Yeah. All right. So back to Thirty Rock. I agree with you. I think they're very self-aware. Yeah. And in fact, there's even a line in the seventh season where Tracy says something about how he has a stable job and a wife and children. He said, how did I become stable. the most normal, stable yes. person? You know. Yes. That um, really made me laugh. When he started out, you know, running down the freeway with no shirt, screaming, "I am a Jedi." You know. So yeah. it looks like I'm walking into a Starbucks with my dog. What's actually happened is I'm walking out of that Starbucks <laughs> backwards, and I don't know whose dog that is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do like that they're very self-aware. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's so many instances of them breaking the fourth wall yeah. and just sort of, like, yeah, letting you know that they know they're on a comedy show. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's very funny. There's that show. one scene where the camera's panning in on Kenneth and it gets so close his nose gets bent because it's like literally pressed up against the, mm. <laughs> the glass of the camera. Mm. So good. That's such a great show. I love it. Dr. Spichemin, that's my guy. Oh man, Leo Spichemin. The powerful bread lobby. <laughs> Stopping my Stopping research. My research. <laughs> um, I took my pants off because the other doctor told me to. The other doctor? Oh, that's my brother. Tomorrow he's going to prison for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get Taco Bell for lunch? <laughs> um... So we're recording these episodes a couple weeks in advance. True. Sure. Um, so this might not come out, you know, until later on. But in real life, that, that's behind the curtain. Yeah, a little, a little behind the scenes. Breaking the fourth wall. BTS, as they say. Behind the scenes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but in real life, we have not seen each other in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been this a few. Is true. How y'all doing? I'm doing okay. I, I mean, I'm. I am. I'll go ahead. Finish. You can. You can finish. No, I'm just saying I'm I'm okay. I'm just yeah. I mean, we just had spring break at the school. Okay, spring break. <clears throat> and uh, spring in North Carolina is ridiculous. Yeah, on it's brutal. I've been yeah, loving it. it We've is. been having fires. No, outside, it's, no, no, no. Like, the, this has nothing to do with allergies. the weather. The weather is oh. amazing. I'm talking about pollen, baby. The pollen. Mm. Do you know how many people, and you might be one of them, did not really have allergies until they moved to North Carolina. I had I had allergies, or at least but they a lighter version. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, were, they were not this bad. And then I, I move here and I get like allergy attacks. Oh man! And like it's like my eyes will like swell shut. Oh no! And that's not good. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm sorry. I mean, and it's like I mean, it's like you're you're like alive, but you don't feel good. You just feel right. really bad. Your nose but is draining. Hold on, also. go back. You, but you are alive. I don't want to be alive. <laughs> it feels like you like if you. But you are. Yeah. <laughs> I told Anna I wanted to claw my eyes out last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because they just itch they're so swollen. bad. Mm. They're swollen and red and dry. And like it feels like they're... Have you, have you all ever heard the term gritty eyes? No. Gritty, like uh, like sandpaper. Like it feels like there's little bits uh. of sand in your mm. eyes. And like every once in a while you like rub your eye and like a... Oh, no. A hard... Whatever. I don't know what it oh. is. Oh, no. Like a concretion? Yeah. Concretion? I think so. I think that might be a word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fact check. I know some of these words. No, that sounds brutal, man. I, I do feel like I've experienced a minor uptick in allergies since moving to North Carolina, but it went from like virtually none to hardly any. So I don't really get it that bad. But I know people who are like, yeah, from like, you know, March to May, I just don't go outside. 
Yeah. It's like, what? I don't think it's that bad for me. It's a couple I of weeks. I cry. But. That's brutal, man. I would really I feel cry. okay. I'm like, uh, you just got to find the right concoction of antihistamines. Yeah. I'm allergic to doctor prescribed antihistamines. <laughs> what about you? Name that song. Um, hold on. Song. Do it Wait, again. What about me about, about allergies? No, just how are you doing? But hold on. What's, what's the name of that song, song, though? Hold on. Uh, do it again. I'm allergic to doctor prescribed antihistamines. Un- oink, pig, pig, do away with the pork. The only silverware I need is a steak knife and a fork. Are you doing it in the voice of the rapper? Nah, but I can. Do it a little bit just so I can try to. Dang. You gotta. About to put you on the spot, bro. I gotta think about the. You just said you can, so I was. Let me clear my throat. (laughs) 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 I do not know who. The only silverware I need is a steak knife and a fork. Luda. Luda. That's good. I knew right who it was as soon as you started doing it. Thank you. Um, That's my ludicrous impression. Word of mouth. That was good. I knew what it was. Uh yeah, actually I think it is from Warmouth because that's Welcome to Atlanta. Mm. Welcome to Atlanta, stacking hammers and bows, back to the Mac and then jacking the clothes. The Adam. That's a good Luda. I can hear it definitely. <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> Kenny, how are you, bro? I am extremely tired. I'm just so tired. Not getting a lot I of sleep. I feel like I have a lot of irons in fire. No, well, yet yeah, no, I'm not getting a lot of sleep. One because of my children. Oh man. Two, look at so I have a two year old and a one year old. The two-year-old's not a problem. He sleeps, you know what I'm saying, all the way through night, no problem. Unless he's, like, sick or something like that. He's not sick right now. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The one-year-old is going through all his, you know, sleep regression stuff. Mm. He's going through teething. He's going through attitude problems. He's going through. Just turn the mic to face him. <laughs> if you want it. You can move your head that way, but the mic the moves. Mic. Just turn the, turn the mic. Turn the mic. No, just, like, see this? Yep, just, the, just swivel it. I feel like I'm going to break something. You're not. There you go. Perfect. And now, now you can do whatever it was that you See, because you want to be able to look at us. Yeah. I well, get that. shoot. I'm about to extend this thing and lay out on the couch. Go for it, the, um, But yeah, and so he's, he's going through all these, he's going through baby puberty, Oof. and it is the worst, you know what I'm saying? The 10 miracle leaps. Baberty. Baberty. I love it. <laughs> Legit, and so he's like waking up in the middle of the night, and he is mm. inconsolable. And like I legitimately, like he has a stamina that I have. Ne- like he is when he's inconsolable, he's inconsolable wow. for hours. Man, I'm sorry. Like his brother, we did the whole. All right, let him cry it out. He last, you know, it was a a good thirty minute ordeal, maybe forty five minute ordeal. Justice, we hit the two hour mark. And we were like, okay, and actually, maybe I shouldn't have said this over the podcast because somebody's going to be like, yo, we need to go take these kids. You know, we just found out that it was only supposed to be like 40 minutes, so there's that. We hit the the two-hour mark, and we were like, okay, we have to go do something about this because he is not slowing down. And we went and gave him the forbidden bottle of milk, you know what I'm saying, warmed up because we tried to give him milk um, in a cup. And he smacked it out of my hand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I tried to, okay, let me try warming it up, giving him warm milk in a cup. Sure. He smacked it out of my hand again. And then I was like, all right, we're just going to put this same warm milk. I'm going to pour it into a bottle. He took it. Nice. All of it. Wow. So I had to say my son is a jerk. <laughs> and then... <laughs> the <laughs> But yeah, so we got that going on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're on baby watch with my sister in law. 
Mm. Uh, we were, you know what I'm saying? I'm like doing Baby, side projects, um, doing like woodworking. So it's like, I'm, I'm just tired, man. I got, I'm just tired. Dude, you got so, a lot going on, man. But other than that, I feel like life is great. Cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be honest. Like I just been just real chill. You know what I'm saying? Other than other than being tired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like I don't know if I'm just I just feel like I'm chilling, man. Yeah. So Yeah. And Doug, you yeah, feel man. like you're chilling? I'm chilling, man. Life is life is happening. Not always not always fun and easy, but yeah. life is happening. You know, you figure it out. It's a it's a roller coaster. It is, man. Yeah. It's, it's all over yeah. the place. Yeah. But yeah, things are good. I mean Some have said life is a highway. I don't think we can all right. Do that without getting sued. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we're concerned about being sued. What are they going to take? That's true. That's a good point. I have nothing. I mm. literally have nothing. All right. So, I I don't know if we if we want to start off by talking about the uh, the book or sure. other things. But go for it. I, I had some thoughts. So we're reading so as the book yeah. Reading While Black yeah, while by Dr. Esau Macaulay. Some of us are reading it while black. I'm reading it while white. Yeah. Mixed. <laughs> <laughs> Identifiers, everyone. He's just reading while black. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Yeah. No, go for it, man. But yeah. So. Yeah. So this so this chapter, we talked about like last chapter. Yeah. But this chapter was, you know, talking about. So we're about in chapter two. Pol- yeah. Chapter two. Um, was talking about policing. Hmm. And I know, well, first, you know, I kind of want to hear, you know, Brandon's thoughts a little bit just because he alluded to it. Um, I don't remember if it was last podcast or a couple podcasts ago. Right. But he alluded to it and, like, his thoughts about, you know, um, you know, not, not ju- I don't think it was just about policing itself, but more so about his take on policing, correct? I don't even know. I mean, I do have a take on policing, but... I just want to hear all your thoughts. All of them. I mean... Okay, I think this is the perfect segue into what we're talking about. Give it to me. <clears throat> okay. Um, on March 25th... That was two days the, after my birthday. People. Of this year. Um... A a recent report out of North Carolina is receiving national attention for spotlighting a case revolving around a six-year-old boy who was forced to appear in court for allegedly picking a tulip from a yard at his bus stop. How old was he? Six. The piece in question, penned by Virginia Bridges for the Herald Sun and released earlier this month, opens with the description of a six-year-old boy and his le- as his legs dangled above the floor as he sat with his attorney, Julie Boyer, while on trial in juvenile court on the allegation of, in- of injury to real property in connection with the aforementioned picked tulip. Holy cow. As Boyer explained in the, re- in the report, she gave the young boy a coloring book and crayons and told him to color a picture during the proceedings. The mother of the six-year-old wasn't able to attend the intake meeting, per her report, which, per regional law, meant that he ended up going before a judge himself. A judge dismissed the case when he was informed of the situation. So, uh, the la- uh, one last part. Well, one last part of that. Bridges 
uh, Bridges' damning report also notes that between 2015 and 2018, nearly 7,300 complaints were filed against children between the ages of 6 and 11. And of those complaints, 47% were against black children, despite the fact that just 22% of the state's population is black, while 70% is white. Um, In January, the National Juvenile Justice Network called on all states to set what they say is a reasonable minimum age when prosecuting children, specifically recommending that the age go no lower than 14. Oh, my God. Um, Who was pressing charges? I don't know. And I haven't looked it all up yet. Either the state or possibly the person who's I highly doubt it was the state. It was probably the person person whose tulip got picked. Was pressing charges on a six-year-old, right? And even more so, because the parent could not be with be with him, he was still expected to be there. Now, without parental supervision, without parental supervision, now he had a lawyer with a lawyer. But still, that's not his parent. That's not right. his guardian. So, you know, shout out to whatever judge saw that and dismissed the case. Yep. But Good are call. you kidding me? That's insane. Like. How how is this? <clears throat> how are we in such a fucked up place, right? That this would ever even make it to court, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like it never should have. It should have been like you are the the. If I I want I I want us to be in a place where like somebody calls and is like, "Yo, I'm gonna press charges against this kid. He picked my tulip. This is real damage to my property." Blah blah blah. And people laugh at him. Yeah. And hang right. up the phone. That's right. But the problem right. is, that is one of 7,300 cases in three years towards children between the ages of 6 and 11. Like, re- it, it, it really doesn't matter what happens with that. Um, the fact that... The fact that it happened. That, that it's happening yeah. happening at all. That you know kid I mean, that appeared very, before the judge was yeah. not alive in 2014. There you go. That's insanity. For picking a flower? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that speaks I'm, nothing I'm, of the I'm, actual I, police. I, you you can't even call it a crime. But, right. Yeah. And and it has nothing to do with the policing that we're talking about, but well, to me it has it has it, it has to do with the, the justice system in general. Of course, of course, right. and and the brokenness that exists there. Right. So, I but I do think that's a perfect segue because the like the what he talks about in the book is he talks about the relationship, not just like the responsibility, not just for the the police you know, or the people doing the policing, but the responsibility of the government who is setting the tone for mm. those who they put in the position to be able to police. Okay, right. You know, and so, you know, if the government is setting a tone of bigotry, that's going to trickle down to, you know, the 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 police who are doing the policing. Right. And that culture is going to permeate throughout, you know, the the legal system. Yeah. Right. Fair. Yeah, because they're conforming to a system that is established. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they're not the ones doing the establishing. You know, they're I mean, they're not. They're, they're, they're holding up the establishment. They're, they're I mean, yeah. Well, in a, in a lot of ways, the they don't even know 
what the law says. They are they are holding up the view of whatever law they believe, right? They're they're holding up what the the whatever they've constructed that they believe the law mm-hmm. says or is or whatever. And and you know we're painting with a broad brush, of course, and of and of course there are exceptions, but right. in general the things we're talking about are systemic, and so it's fair to to use terms like they when talking about these systems because they are established and created and and historically in place and historically put in place and perpetuated so i mean nobody's saying that every single government employee or police officer is bad right because but I we're painting with a broad awesome brush ones. in order to attack the system which is at fault right and which is problematic and of course there are problematic people and evil people and people with agendas within that system that are perpetuating the system, but the system is is what is the trouble, basically. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Right. And so I I was very much, um, you know, struck by by some of the things that he was saying in the chapter, hmm. like when he was giving his own his own personal story, you know, about you know being a, a athlete and he's trying to you know get an athletic scholarship so that he can, you know, like move out of, you know, where he is, get out of his, you know, current situation and things like yeah. that, his neighborhood and all that. Um, you know, and then he talks about how, you know, he would, he would, you know, in order to ensure that he would be the responsible and he would always drive, you know, and they would go out, you know, and they would party and things like that, but he would always drive. He would always, you know, they would do, you know, checks to make sure they didn't have any, you know, illegal substances or anything mm. like his buddies that on and them. Stuff, yeah. Or you said what? His buddies. Yeah. Like he yeah, would check, yeah, he would he, make yeah, sure that his buddies, buddies didn't right, have. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but then the one time they go to this gas station, they're getting gas and they see some of their, um, you know, friends or classmates or whatever at the gas station. So they start talking to them and they tell them about the party and, you know, they're about to go to the party together. And then the police roll up, you know, sur- surround his car. You know, and, you know, they proceed to search the car and, you know, and all of this, mm. you know, and they, they did absolutely nothing. They were guilty of getting gas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, which, They're you know, guilty I had of being black. No, oh, definitely. Definitely. Refueling you know, while black. Refueling while, <laughs> while black. RFWB. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Like, I had a very similar experience, you know, where, you know, I had a particularly bad day at work, you know, so I, you know, go and I get a car wash and I stop by. There's this, um, you know, this bar that's not far around, you know, from my corner. I go in, you know, I get, you know, a, a Jack and Coke or something like that, you know, just one drink. Um, you know, I sit for a little bit, then I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go home, you know, get in the car and I'm going down the street and whoop, whoop, I wow. pulled over. Wow. You know, and the reason that they said that they that they pulled me over is because that that particular bar um was apparently known for you know, so they say is it's known for um like drug deals happening and things like that. And I was in the bar for such a short amount of time that, you know, they needed to, you know, search my car and all this other, you know what I'm saying? So my car got searched, I'm sitting there sitting on the curb. Oh my you know, gosh. And things like that, and they're tr- you know talking to me and all this stuff. They and put so you in cuffs. They did not put me in cuffs. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Um, and so, you know, but in, but you know, but all the whole thing is intrusive, and I you know sure. I got a ticket for you know I forgot what they said the ticket was for, 
you know, all my lights worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not on that particular day. <laughs> That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so all that to say, you know. But you're just sitting there as somebody's just rifling through your right, car. Right, rifling through my stuff. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> oh, I'm, man. You know, they didn't breathalyze me. Hmm. You know, I'm not, you know, I wasn't drunk or right. anything like that. Right. They didn't breathalyze me or anything like that. You know, but they just assumed that I was, you know, involved in a drug deal or something like that. Wow. You know, so, you know, all that to say, like, I, I identify with what he was saying. And so some of the questions that he was raising and, like, you know, the appropriateness, you know, or or more so raising the, he more so raised the question of what should policing look like. Hmm. You know, and so, and one of the questions that I wanted to, you know, to ask y'all, like, do y'all feel like, you know, policing is something that's even necessary, you know, or like, does it just need to be, like, does it just need to look different? Hmm. Um. Yeah. So, f- first, firstly, I I identify with that story specifically and your story again. Um, because I had, a, I, I've been pulled over so many times. Um, I mean, since I moved to North Carolina, it's kind of like, it's very, it, it's not as bad, but when I used to drive, you know, I've, I've driven across country several times. I've driven up, you know, 18 hour drives several times and almost every time I get pulled over. Um, wow. Wow. never gotten a ticket ever, never gotten a speeding infraction. You've never gotten a ticket? Nothing. That's awesome. Never. Wow. But I've been pulled over so many times, and the fear, mm. yeah, is just just so much stress. Like, what was I doing? Yeah, how fast was I going? Yep. Was I doing everything that I was supposed to do? Do I have the registration? Do all my lights work? Does everything work? Because I'm like, I'm going to jail. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I've I've been pulled over with a with a buddy, and we reached for the center console, mm. which is where the which is where the registration was. Mm. Mm-hmm. We reach for the center console, and that's what people do when they're hiding their drugs. Mm. So they separated both of us, asked us all these questions, uh-huh. and it's and it's like not even like they're asking questions. That's the problem. It's like it's it's uh it it's incendiary. They're trying mm. to they're trying to 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 um like lay something on you, mm-hmm. right? That you're like I not I didn't do anything. Like wow. I'm just here. Wow. You know. Yeah. Um, my backpack surged. His his whole car like torn apart. Well, yeah, listen, guys, you really can't you can't be reading reaching for the center console. The, originally, they pulled this over because his blinker didn't work. Wow, or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, well, if the blinker didn't work, give us the fix it ticket. Yeah, like, yeah, why do you have to search us mm-hmm. for anything that you didn't find anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just wasted an hour, and we're like, we were on our way to church at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we're on our way to legitimately, like a, yeah, <laughs> and we're like. I think we were a half a mile away. So we're like sitting on the curb, separated, Mm -hmm. being searched for drugs, you know, half a mile away from the church that we go to. And that had happened. That, that happened with my buddy Jalen too, Mm -hmm. um, where we, we were skating and they told us to leave, you know, the security came and told us to leave. We're like, okay. So we left, we were on a Microsoft, Microsoft's campus. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, so we leave, but we, we, we came through the woods and so like instead of going towards the street we went towards the woods mm. and so then like you know they called the cops and by the time we were get like making it you know it's a big campus by the time we were making it to the to the woods 
two cop cars come through, mm. put us in the back of the back seat. Seriously, mm. yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And we're like, we're going home. That's <laughs> like, such a we're, tense. We're going home. We're such leaving. Like we're they leaving told the us property. to leave. Yeah. Like uh, we're yeah. leaving. Like what? What's the what's the deal? And they they ultimately left. Uh, like let us go. But you're just like, what is this about? Wow. Like, yeah. None of yeah, those Like words. if we were causing problems, I get it. But Mm-mm. like we're doing, you know, like it. Whatever. Color, anyway. Woods, police, nope. Mm. Those nope. those are all those are all Mm-mm. things. So so here's what I'll say. I think that the way that policing exists now, right? We're asking police officers to do too much. Um, we're asking police officers to be uh, therapists and um, mentors and all sorts of things that they are they're not meant to to yep. be. Mm-hmm. I, I want. I don't think that I want to abolish um, the police, but I do want to defund them. Yep. You know, I don't think that. Like the militarization, I think we talked about this a little bit last season, but the the militarization of of uh, uh, police departments is ridiculous. The mm. amount of money that police officers are getting, uh, or police departments are getting, um, not necessarily the officers, but the departments is ridiculous. Um, and then on top of that, the stuff that they're being asked to do is ridiculous. They yep. they don't have any mm-hmm. training in a lot of these things. So the things that they do have training in is is stuff that I would want them to be involved in but if there's a domestic dispute you know send a social worker out there with a police officer and the police officer stays in the car in case something happens Mm -hmm. you know or is outside in case something happens yeah you know and the social worker goes in to help de-escalate the situation and all that kind of like i feel like there and that's been happening in a few cities and like the the rate of violent crime is like gone down like i'm sure crazy just sure i believe just more money needs to go towards helping like legitimately helping people yep. mm-hmm. than like policing them, you know, and, and making sure that they stay in line and all this kind of stuff. It's like, it, I, I feel like a lot of what happens with police work is, uh, uh or, or putting people like the amount of people who are in jail is like, they, they are victims of, um, being poor mm-hmm. or disadvantaged, totally disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. And do I think that that's cool? Nah. Um, yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now with that with with police work. And it's like I'm I'm a 30 year old with no background in mm-hmm. you know public policy and stuff like that. Right. But sure. it's just like clearly this doesn't work. And right. we have other records in like Western countries or Westernized countries that work right. <laughs> far better. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think uh, I'm with you. I I the idea of abolishing the police is difficult for me because I feel like there are still crimes and people with malicious intent. That's just true. That happens. That exists. Um, but the the way that it's being played out is clearly targeting. Um, the poor, the black and brown, the um, assumed guilt, you know what I mean? Like, people, they're rolling up on situations assuming, like, in both of your guys' stories, which, of course, shocker, I don't have a story like that. Um, they're rolling up on these situations assuming the guilt of the person. Philando mm-hmm. Castile was assumed guilty. Trayvon Martin, I mean, he was a police officer. George Zimmerman was, you know, basically neighborhood, uh, you know, neighborhood watch. But... Um, Tamir Rice, you know, all, all these people, this, the, the list is, is too long, but there's there's this assumed guilt and assumed um, 
assumed malicious intent in all of these situations. There's not the presumption of innocence. There's not the um, training to combat these different situations. Um, if if the police existed to actually serve and protect the communities, then then that's what I want to see the police do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's this really, really powerful scene in The Wire where one of the um, district heads, uh, I think it's Bunny Colvin, um, is talking to one of the lower police officers who I think is like a sergeant at the time or something. But he's basically just telling him, like, cops used to walk their beat. They learned the neighborhood. They could say hi to the old lady that lived on the corner. They knew mm-hmm. the guy that owned the corner store, knew him by name. People had his, you know, home phone number if they needed mm-hmm. to reach out to him. You know, now we roll up on a corner. We bust a couple of teenagers that are, you know, hiding vials in a paper bag. We throw them in lockup for a night. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, it's just this, like, plea to a younger officer to not fall into the system. You know, and it's really powerful and beautiful, and you know, you see all these cops going different ways in that in that show. It's one of the really great things about the way they tell those stories. But, um, so so getting back to that idea that that police officers could serve and protect their community, that's where I th- I feel like policing can and should be done well. Mm-hmm. But that's like turning an aircraft carrier. You know what I mean? Like this system is so powerful and and moving down the track so fast i i don't know what to do Mm -hmm. to reroute it i don't know what to do to sort of get it off course um i do think allocation of resources for mental health professionals um physical health um education i mean there are situations where you don't need a police officer you need a teacher you know what i mean and they're still calling the police you don't need a Mm police officer you need an ambulance you know like Mm -hmm. there's so many different situations a counselor a you know social worker like you said be you know um there's so many situations where a police officer could come alongside a professional that is adequately trained right to de-escalate and handle these situations and envisioning that in my mind's eye I, i think that can be part of a beautiful functioning society right um but i but i think i think part of that you know, and so you know, just like you were talking about, it's is what do you say, rerouting a ship? Yeah, <laughs> he said rerouting an, or turning a, an aircraft, aircraft turning around, aircraft which I'm assuming is hard to do. I've never tried to do it. It seems really hard. I I only you got one of the those only one wheel things that uh, they use at the airport. The only reason why I would disagree is that it's a very large open ocean. Mm. So mm. I don't know if it would be that difficult. So maybe it's oh, like the re- rerouting carrier is the boat that carries the air. Are you talking about the airport? So maybe it'd be like trying to turn a boat around in the Suez Canal. There you go. Topical. Go ahead, Kenny. <laughs> Four weeks late at this point. But. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's right. It just happened in our world. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, I think, so I think part of the problem, you know, with that is when we're talking about society or when we're talking about, uh, honestly, even when we're talking about people groups, you know, we think about, you know, these different people groups and we think about maybe the characteristics of these uh, people groups that are, you know, that may be stereotypical or that may be familiar to us or Mm. that may be, or that we may absolutely, you know, know nothing about, but that we've heard, right? And so we think about these these characteristics as opposed to really thinking about the humanity of 
the people that make up the community or the people that oh, make wow. up the society. Sure. That's good. You know, which I think that makes it very easy to be more concerned with law and order in quotes, you know, than it is to be concerned about the the well being of the people within the community. Yeah, or the that's really good. Within the society that you're supposed to be serving, which I think is a is a good point that he made in the book, you know what I'm saying? And just talking about how, you know, like black people have always, you know, um, you know, fought for to take hold of, of our birthright as image bearers. Mm. Right. And, you know, but he said, but that, you know, that, uh, that cost should never be your, you know, it should never be at the cost of your, you know, of your mental health. It mm. should never be at the cost of your physical you know, well-being, you know, it should never cost you your life to have to, you know, to take hold of your humanity. Yeah. Right. You know, and so I think if that was the, if if, you know, we could learn to to look at, you know, whether it's people groups or whether it's, you know, if if we could learn to to, to assign humanity to to people, hmm. you know, then I think things could get. A little, which which I think is, you know, things could get better. Yeah. But I think that is like, you know, turning an aircraft carrier mm. in the water, you know, because aircraft carriers are definitely in the water. <laughs> so, um, in the yeah, Suez Canal. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and so, you know. No, that's good, man. I think that's a, a really good point that, you know, that he made, you know, and I feel like that hit me hard because it makes me think about, you know, I was thinking a lot about, you know, the rise in. Um, in Asian anti-Asian hate, yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? The the anti the, the it, it feels like a you know, um, you know, especially especially you know as much as just in the media and everything now, you know. And so thinking about that rise in in Asian hate, and it's like, you know, what's the what's the response to that? Hmm. You know, and I've thought a lot about like what is what's my response? Hmm. You know, and I'm I'm. I post on social media every blue moon, you know, but, you know, just wanting to be more vocal, period, you know, because I think about the fact I would want somebody to be vocal on my behalf. Mm, right. You know, yeah. like I wanted to see that people were standing, you know, with the African-American community when they were shooting after shooting after shooting after shooting after shooting. You know what I'm saying? When there was, you know, so many of these different lynchings going on. I wanted to see that people were were standing with, you know, the African American community, you know, and so I was, you know, I started thinking about like, man, what does it look like for me to be, you know, an example of that, you know, as an African American, you know, it's like there's a, I think in like Deuteronomy in the Bible or whatever, it, you know, God is giving instructions to the Israelites and he's like, yo, like care for the alien essentially he's like care for the alien orphan and the widow because you were slaves in Egypt too so you know what it's yeah. like essentially you know what I'm saying and I'm like man like word up like if anybody knows what it's like to be disenfranchised in this country it's African American mm. and so you know if anybody knows what it's like to be you know hated and unjustly you know um, you know targeted in this country is African Americans you know and so what does it look like you know for us to be examples uh, of you know, this is what it looks like to stand with a particular community, you know, again, you know, and this is what it looks like to call, you know, not just the police to account, but to call our government to account for setting that tone of hate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I f that's where, it, 
I've, that's where it kind of started, right? Sure. You know what sure. I'm saying? You know, with, you know, 45 talking about the, the China virus and the, you know what I'm saying? They're saying all this, you know, this hateful stuff. Yep. You know, and that's where it came from. Totally. You know, or that, or that's where it was accentuated. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, I, it didn't start know, there. But it didn't start yeah. there, but that's where it was accentuated. Absolutely. You know, like I feel like there's a lot, there's a rise in, in just hate speech. Period. You know, what I'm saying across the board. Right. You know that that was top down. You know, and Sorry. so what does it look like to call you know our our you know our higher ups to account? Mm. You know, because it is trickling down. You know, and it makes it difficult to change that narrative. When that's the tone that's set by the country, yeah, you know, which even more so that means okay, we're gonna have to get in there and change some laws, because as the laws are right now, this is the tone that the country has been setting for hundreds of years. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yep. So anyway, hmm. I thought he was making some good points in there. Yeah, and that's cool. Like, Yo. You know, and especially connecting it to, like, the Bible. It's like, you can see, like, instances of, like, where this could relate, you know what I'm saying, from the Bible. And I thought that was super dope. Cool. You know what I'm saying? So, that's anyway. I think that's actually where, that's where I was feeling the opposite. That's where I was feeling, like, I'm recalling from uh, <laughs> weeks ago when we recorded, mm. when we were recording, and, and I was like, yeah, it's actually about the policing and whatever. Uh it's the policing in the Bible. Like it's that it's the, it's the, the marrying of the two, because I'm thinking like we've used the Bible for generations to talk about why racism is fine. And, and like our political stances, um, you know, evangelicals have used the Bible as reasonings for like all, all the, the, horrendous things mm-hmm. that we've done in America. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking, do I want the Bible as part of the, th- the thing, part mm-hmm. of the solution to solve this, to solve this issue? And a large part of me was like, I think I know what the Bible means f- for me, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and like what, um, I'm trying to like think through how to say it. Mm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Cuz I'm like I'm not trying to like be real, son. <laughs> I right. <laughs> this is another one of the this is one of those spots where I'm like, look, I haven't fully flushed sure. out right, uh, right, 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 fleshed right. out this thing. Right. right. I don't So give some grace people. That's right. But I I feel like I don't want the people who have used the Bible historically mm-hmm. and and used it to uh, as reasonings uh, or justification to hold people groups down. Mm-hmm. Like we can, I, I, I can totally see that just continuing like over, like, it beca- I mean, it's continued yeah. now we're in yeah. it now right? right? As, as reasons to, to hate, uh, to hate, you know, transgender folks and gay folks and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yo, why are we still talking about hate? Mm-hmm. Like, why yeah. are we still talking about like, God doesn't like this. Why are we still talking about, uh, the things that, are uh, uh that that God cannot be around like when are we gonna start talking about the stuff that like no God loves you that square one yeah. God loves you that's right. it no like, there's no there's no and or but or you gotta do this first you mm-hmm. gotta get clean first you gotta 
renounce this. No, 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 no. No, God loves you. That's it. That's it. There's right. nothing else. Right. There's Start nothing else. That basis of no. There's nothing else. Right. Like we don't have to talk about anything else right now. Right. Other than God loves you, because the problem, the problem with me, or the, the problem to me is that then we start to go into the Bible and go, but you know it says that that slavery is this, and it's like so. I mean, slavery wasn't that bad, was it? You know, it's like no. I mean, it was. It is. Right. Terrible. Like, I, it, it, we talk about like separating the Bible, like separating church and state. And yet we, we are like the, the people in power are allowed to like, I come from good Christian values and blah, blah, blah. It's like, who cares? I don't care. Mm. Like what I care about is, is that you govern the country and like to the best of your ability. But Mm -hmm. what it seems like is you're pandering to your base and what's interesting is that we talk about how we're a democracy. Very clearly, we're not a democ- democracy. We're a democratic republic. And even more than that, we're, we're a meritocracy. We're like, we just like, like, are we really influential in the voting in of, of people and laws and like true change? Because what I feel like is there would be true, rep- like the representation would truly match like mm-hmm. the, the basis of the country and like mm-hmm. the what we want, not what the religious view is of the time. Mm-hmm. Because if I want weed to be legal and fi- more than 50% of the, the you know, the, the country wants weed to be legal, why are we still talking about it? Mm. Like, why? who cares what you believe as a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Who cares if you like weed or not? Don't smoke weed. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. You know, if you don't believe that abortion should be legal, don't have an abortion. I'm not saying I want people to have abortions. I'm saying it's just that simple. Right. Don't have an abortion and then treat people with true respect of reasons why they shouldn't have an abortion. If you don't if you think that drugs and alcohol are a problem, don't imprison them for uh for buying and selling drugs. Pay we need to be we need to be funneling a tremendous amount of money into education of like why mm-hmm. this stuff ruins people instead of privatized prison systems. Right. It, it just it so, but so this is my question though. This is my question. So at the like in the first chapter at the beginning of the book, yeah. Like one of the things he was saying was like he was pointing out that hypocrisy of you know the the church like because they were essentially like yo. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else's interpretation is wrong, and y'all theology is right. off, and y'all's, right. like, how y'all understand and explain the Bible is off and all that. Other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're like, yo, all of y'all's is wrong. And he called out. He was like, yo, y'all just as wrong because y'all right. are are using, you know, essentially exactly what you were saying, like, wielding and using the Bible for all of these things that, you know, the God of the Bible is supposedly not even about. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, do you think that is a situation where it's like, all right, you know, maybe the Bible shouldn't be a part of the conversation at all, you know, or, you know, from a for, government, from a government, to me, from a government standpoint? Well, because this is what I think. Like, I feel like, like, overall, maybe from the government like not like no but as far as like the people who are involved in the government i'm i don't care what your position is like if you're in the government or if you're a teacher if you're a you know you work at 
BP or if you work at, you know what I'm saying, whatever. It doesn't matter, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're claiming that you're a follower of Jesus, then that is going to infiltrate and that's going to have some weight and some merit in the decisions that you that you make, right? Sure. You know? Hopefully. However, hopefully, you know, yeah. along with that, though, I think there's a, a wisdom, excuse me, I think there's a wisdom and a finesse that kind of comes along with that because you're more so, you know, not thinking about, like, if you really understand the Bible, you will see that that Jesus's whole M.O. was being concerned for, right. you know, the people and the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? He was concerned about the people. He was concerned about the kingdom. And a lot of the stuff that, you know, that he was talking to the Pharisees about, like, and not to get, like, super biblical and all this other stuff, but all, like, I'm saying this to make a point. Like, the stuff that he was talking to the people that was supposed to be right. his people right. about was, y'all are so, you know what I'm saying, like, sticklers for the law that y'all aren't even following right. right. Y'all are so sticklers for the law that y'all are missing the whole point. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't think that it's that the government, I I, I don't th think necessarily that the government should make their decisions based on, like, Christianity per se or the Christian values or whatever. But I feel like the people who are claiming to be followers of Jesus within the government should be able to, to use their influence to steer the ship to where the government is concerned for the people Right. You know, and figuring out, all right, you know, what what can we do that's in the 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 um, that's in the best well-being of the people. I'm not saying that right. I feel like um, in the people's well-being. Yeah. No, right. That makes sense. Um, I'm tracking with you. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, you know, all right, let's do this, you know, get these laws that's in line with our party or get these laws that's not in line with our party or get these laws in, that's in in line with these lobbyists who are giving us tons of money that you know what i'm saying right and so i f i feel like that's where it's you know like does that make sense yeah no, yeah yeah you know and so i like i'm i'm just saying like i don't think the baby should be thrown out with the bath water mm. you know but i yeah. definitely think all of it is in need of an audit and a overhaul you know what i'm saying like let's figure yeah. out how to write the ship Let's do the hard work of figuring out how to turn this. What's that thing called? A aircraft, aircraft carrier. Which <laughs> like is on water. A, they do That's a great <laughs> job of turning things around with the one wheel of the, <laughs> the airport. They work hard out there. They work hard. It's just, it's just <laughs> it gets hot outside. It's hot outside. <laughs> No, nah, I get you. Yeah, I get no, you. That makes sense. No, it's a good point. Yeah, I, it's a good thought. <laughs> I yeah yeah, I uh, I I, my last thing I would say is, the. At least since the 1920s, evangelicals have had their grips on, you know, power in different ways, and Indeed. that boy been reading Jesus and John Wayne. It, it is. Uh, I won't. Hey, let me borrow that book, by the way. Yeah, you won't be happy. You'll be very upset. I mean, <laughs> I I stay mad, son. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I no. I, you, I mean, you happy? I'm. I am yes, hopeful. I'm happy. You're happy man. I'm hopeful. Yes, I I am happy. But that you is that is great. That's good. I have I do have soul. a general state of, of you happiness. always 
you, you that's he a always good lifts thing. the vibe. Yeah. He Kenny lifts the vibe everywhere he goes. Of course. And then people are like, hey Brandon, I'm like, hey, get the hell away from me. <laughs> literally said that to me today so no um yeah that's that's a good thing i mean it's authentically you so it's great i I love that about you and if you're not feeling it that's also great but in general you have that spirit about you and that's yeah to be appreciated oh absolutely i appreciate that yeah that's why i like to get a drink with you because i know that he's gonna like live you're gonna be happy like we can have a real conversation like this and i know that yeah we're all on good terms and everybody's good and, and you said hopeful kenny i think that's a good term for it too that's what it comes off as it yeah. comes off as hopeful yeah yes that's that's what i feel like you're communicating in that thought but in a lot of the conversations it's your communicate team that you are hopeful that you <laughs> yeah. are yeah and i, optimistic and I definitely feels too be small hopeful is probably more not correct. naive but, i right. don't think it's naive at yeah, all. Yeah, Certainly yeah, not. I, yeah it's, a, it's based in reality it's yeah. based in the idea that you are i mean i love that you use the word audit you are you are looking at a thing and you are seeing it for what it is correctly in my view i agree with your sort of like perception on it and then you are sort of thinking through what it would look like from a from a standpoint of hope to make change and and this is about this one conversation but you do that in a lot of ways you do that in a lot of different areas so i don't i'm glad that you said that brandon i don't think it's naive at all i don't think it's the least bit naive i think you are thoughtful and unapologetically kenny yeah yeah i I was fishing for that everybody just in case (laughs) and you bring your perspective to it that is oftentimes rooted in some sort of hope or you know, yeah. Again, op- optimistic feels kind of small, but it is sort of optimistic or hopeful, and that's good. And right. and that's that's a, an asset to your community and to your friends. And appreciate yeah. that, y'all. Anyway, all that to say, thank you for all y'all's thoughts today. Word up! I appreciate y'all having having the conversation, and we want you guys to be a part of the conversation with us. And we are inching through this book, so if you want to read along with us, <laughs> right. you're probably ahead of <laughs> right. us already. Um, <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> episode 6, we're on chapter 2. So. Right, somebody's uh, like, oh my yeah. gosh, are they, are they just now in chapter 2? <laughs> well, cha- chapter 3 is coming in uh, episode 12, so <laughs> no problems, <laughs> no problems. <laughs> we'll be through this book in uh, season 46. That's right, that's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not finish it, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe we'll give up on it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode of Black, White, and Mixed. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and for supporting the show. Um, Be sure to rate us and review us on iTunes. Please, please rate us. uh, Please subscribe. Those kinds of things really help. And we like doing this and want to do it more. So if you want to help, you can do those things. We really appreciate it. And if y'all if y'all didn't notice, we didn't talk about any of our sponsors because all of our sponsors dropped us. This might be the first time we didn't talk sponsors. Don't do it. All right. We're we're I'm ending the show right now. Um as always we want to encourage you guys to get involved and be a part of the conversation. Um with that said, I am Doug Ogden. I am Brandon Jonathan. And I am Kenneth Roberts. We will talk to y'all again soon. Black white mix. Black white mix. Black white. Black, white, and mix, mix. Black, white, and mix. Come on, black, 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 black. Thank you for listening to the Black, White, and Mix podcast. We love being able to engage with our listeners, so don't forget to reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the BWM Pod, or you can email us at bwmpodcastmail at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Black, white, and mix, mix. Black, white, and mix. Come on, black, 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 white, and mix.